0: Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman
1: magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and WatchtoWatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 11th of June 2021, including Amazon reality show Clarkson's Farm, filmed at Jeremy Clarkson's Cotswolds Home, <laughs> and Alibi's dark family drama Smother, starring Dervla Kirwan.
0: And we'll also be talking about two returning series, Apple TV's junior detective drama Home Before Dark, starring Brooklyn Prince, and Netflix's hit French crime drama Lupin, about a master thief. But first, Ian, what's in the news?
1: There's a new supernatural crime thriller coming up on Sky One. It's called The Rising, um, and it tells the story of a woman who discovers that not only is she dead, she's actually been murdered. Uh, So she's determined to find her killer and starts to destabilise the lives of those she left behind. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: sounds good. Well, Sandra Oh takes the lead role in comedy drama The Chair on Netflix. Um, The Killing Eve star plays Dr. Ji-Yoon Kim, who has just been made the prestigious chair of the English Department of Pembroke University. How does she cope as one of the few staff members of colour?
1: Famous last words, but it's a pretty good week this week. Something for everyone, I think. And you're going to start us off with a rather familiar face over on Amazon Prime Video. (laughs)
0: Yes, I am. The cameras are back on Jeremy Clarkson and they're at his Cotswolds farm. So you're used to seeing him um, uh, presenting car shows as a petrol head, Top Gear host. Um, But no, it's all change. Um, Let's have a listen to a clip because it's it's quite funny, isn't it? This ageing man makes a living from driving fast and shouting random nonsense.
1: Sideways in linen. He also owns a fairly large farm. And just over a year ago, he decided he'd be brilliant
0: at running it. Welcome to Clarkson's Farm. Um, there are eight episodes on Prime Video. Um, and as I say, we're very used to seeing him as, um, you know, as the Top Gear host, I guess, or certainly talking about cars. And and he's decided to buy this farm with with his partner, uh, his girlfriend, Lisa Hogan. And it's been, it's a bit of an adventure, but the cameras are following him absolutely everywhere. So there's, you know, one challenge after another, because of course, he knows nothing about farming and this is a proper farm that needs farming. I mean how how difficult, difficult can it be? You can hear those words coming out of Jeremy Clarkson's, dare I say, relatively arrogant mouth. Um and um you see this sort of I call him a sidekick, but actually he's probably the star of the show. He's this very amiable young farmer called Caleb Cooper. And um he definitely is more useful than Richard Hammond or or James May would have been in this scenario. And he gets really cross with him. He's like, what what are you doing? And it doesn't feel, I don't know about you, in but I didn't feel that it was faked. I mean, going up against Jeremy Clarkson and being as, he's not rude, but I suppose as direct as Caleb is, it, I would imagine is quite a hard thing, particularly when the camera's there. But genuinely, this lad is just horrified by his attempts to do everything because he does everything really quite badly but jeremy there are a couple of times where i think he's going too far caleb you know this, this is going to go horribly wrong and, and and jeremy's going to kick back he he didn't at all he just sort of takes it he takes it on the chin he does seem to want to learn but it obviously all the upsets and the mishaps Make for great TV. I mean, it is it is a funny one. I mean, I know Jeremy Clarkson is slightly a marmite character, but this is a really different um, scenario. And as I say, you do see him getting a fair bit of pushback from his from his very uh, brilliant sidekick Caleb. What do you think, Ian?
1: I was genuinely interested in how. Do, what do you have to do if you're a novice farmer? How do you go about, for instance, planting your crops or? or looking after your livestock. So it does start kind of in Top Gear uh, Grand Tour mode where he goes out and buys this ginormous tractor. It's far too big for the job. So that causes its own problem. But yeah, as you say, what is quite nice about it is that the people he comes up against in the farming community, whether it's this young lad who's helping him out or people at the the sheep market, they don't defer to him. If he's talking rubbish, (laughs) They just tell him and I mean his farm is it's pretty big isn't it and he's got a, a massive job on his hands So I mean, I don't know whether he really is with this guy's help pretty much single-handedly running the farm, but, you know, he's got advisors as well telling him what equipment to buy it and what his timetable is.
0: The suggestion is, isn't it, that he is, because I think uh, a farmer, he bought it some time ago and a farmer was running it and then the farmer retired and I think he thought, well, what else have I got to do in That's lockdown? down? You know, I'm, I can do this, how hard can it be? And, of course, you know, he actually realises how hard it can be and he does say that he is incredibly hands-on. You know, I think that he says something like 140 lambs were born and he was absolutely involved. I think he he does seem quite hands-on, but I'd like to see when the cameras are switched off what he's up to.
1: (laughs) Well, over on Apple TV, we've got the return of a series called Home Before Dark. It's about this young girl, Hildy, who wants to be a crime reporter and she sets about solving crimes in her local community here is a clip i think something in erie harbor is making people sick and they've been covering this up for years oh my god if we don't figure out what they're covering up everyone in this town could be in danger we're not gonna let that happen so this is actually based on a real person it stars Brooklyn Prince, who you may have seen in the wonderful film, The Florida Project, which starred Willem Dafoe. And she was one of the kids running wild in this housing project. She was fantastic in that. And she's very good in this. I mean, she's really precociously talented. You suspect that if she kind of stays on track and stays in the industry, she will be a massive star. So the character she's playing, Hildy, again, is very precocious. Like her favourite film, for instance, is All the President's Men. the 1970s film about the Watergate scandal. So her dad, who's played by an English actor, uh, Jim Sturgis, who you might have seen in Hard Sun*, he is a reporter, so she's trying to follow in his footsteps. In the first series, they moved back to the dad's hometown called Erie Harbour, and she started investigating this cold case of a kidnapping that happened when her dad was a young lad, and he was part of the case. It was one of his friends that was kidnapped. And it actually, um, it got quite dark in places, which is, considering it's kind of a family-ish drama, it does go to quite dark places. It's been compared to sort of the way Spielberg shows a child's point of view in some of his films. The precocious central character might not be everyone's cup of tea. Uh, She sort of, she comes out with these sort of feminine, feminist uh, speeches at school and so on. She's very empowered. Uh, She really is wise beyond her years. But Prince is fantastic in the role and the new case is a bit more of an environmental theme to it. She sees all these dead birds and dead fish. She sees these strange lights in the sky and she discovers there's some connection to a big corporation. So yeah, I like it. Is Is this one for you? Is this perhaps, would this be too dark for your kids do you think Hannah
0: I think it's too dark for kids definitely um, yeah. I, I, I did I did I did enjoy it uh, I do think it's good I think she is precocious I think absolutely that's a, a completely the right word for her but Uh, but sort of clever and then in a way that's the the script isn't it that's what she's meant to be like you know that is that whole kind of very empowered child that's absolutely listened to I mean what other child walks into a police station and gets listened to when they say that they're going to do something anyway you know you're getting in too deep we can't really show you too much stuff because you're a child but at the end of the day That's what she's doing. She's out there. You know, it's kind of like a a woeful negligence, isn't it, (laughs) from parents (laughs) while she's walking into areas where she really shouldn't be. Um, But it's captivating nonetheless.
1: Agreed. And it does, as well as having the investigation side of things, it's also got the... Trying to fit in at school, trying to make new friends, the whole family dynamic and, and what the potential impact of these cases is on, on the young girl. So, yeah, I think it's, um, it's something very different and certainly worth watching for her central performance. Now, another family matter over on Alibi. Hannah, tell mm-hmm. us about smother.
0: Yeah, so this is an Irish investigative thriller about the secrets families keep from each other and I'm sure there are many secrets that many families have so this is this is quite, probably a lot A lot of people will relate to this, shall we say Let's have a listen to a clip and then we'll have a chat about it
1: A body was found this morning Do we have reason to believe that it's your husband?
0: What do you think happened to Dad? He slipped and fell You know, it's all a lie This whole family I had reasons to kill Dad. You had reasons. We can't have been the only ones.
1: Open your eyes! You don't think this was an accident, do you?
0: So this is created by um, Kate O'Reardon from Pennant and Mr Selfridge. And um, if you like the Irish accent, which I do, this is definitely one for you. It's uh, it's beautiful setting. It's um, it, it, the whole sort of feel about it. It feels very, to me, very authentic because it's set and filmed um on location in this very small town on on the west coast of Ireland and you kind of really feel that you're part of 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 that town and so um we see the, the the um show follow a devoted matriarch Val Ahern um and her husband Dennis is found dead at the bottom of a cliff following a party at the family home and then of course it's a case of you know was, was he pushed or did he jump? You know, what, what's really going on? But as Val explores who might have been responsible and sort of the understanding that perhaps this wasn't quite as innocent as it may have seemed, you know, in, in the first instance, um, she starts to look at the relationship her husband had with their children, their step ch- stepchildren, extended family, and she begins to realise um, the full extent of his controlling behaviour. And because of that, of course, the suspects increase because there are probably many people that had reason to try and um, see the end of his life. So as she finds out more, if she was to expose and uncover those secrets, the lies and the hurt really threatened to tear the entire family apart. But perhaps this is a secret that they all had individually about this one man. So it's quite, I I really quite liked it, I said, because it felt quite authentic because of where it was filmed. Um, I don't know what you thought, Ian.
1: Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Good to see Dervil and of course, her big break, uh, another Irish series, Ballycus Angel. Yeah, so it kicks off, as you say, with this birthday party and this huge bombshell is dropped. So the family is very dysfunctional, as you say, There's in particular, there's there's one daughter who's having a sort of serious meltdown. There are quite a few credible suspects. It's a good kind of pot-boiler family drama lovely backdrop as you say so i thought the script was good i thought the performances were good and i shall keep watching yes i liked it now we have a second returning series on netflix it's the hit crime drama lupin or should i say lupin back for a second series and here is a clip
0: pellegrini kidnapped my son
1: you will pay for that Recognize him? Of course I do. Hassan Diop. The police are looking for Hassan Diop,
0: the most wanted man in France this evening.
1: What now? He disappeared. So, this is Netflix's most watched foreign drama, I'll have you know. And if you haven't watched it, it's really worth catching. And of course, you can see Series 1 on Netflix as well. It stars Omar Sy and he plays a sort of master thief who is inspired by these Arsène Lupin books which are very popular in France. In series one, he was trying to expose the crimes of his father's employer who had framed his father for the theft of a necklace. And in each episode, he uses his ingenuity and skill to pull off some remarkable feats. So it's it's kind of, it's drawn comparisons with something like Ocean's Eleven. There's usually quite a complex setup, and then a, oh, how did they do that moment? Now, as we rejoin, at the end of the previous series, his son had been kidnapped while they were off on a day trip. So we pick up there. It's a real big chase sequence as he's following the guy who's kidnapped his son. And usually, Asan comes out on top. So he's confronting the kidnapper, but in this first episode of the new series it doesn't quite work out that well. I love this. It's great. And I think the the, the main character, I mean it's a great big hulking guy. He's a bit kind of inscrutable. We get flashbacks to his childhood and his his best friend at, at school. Say so for instance in this first episode there's a really interesting story about how because his friend has broken her violin he tries to steal one for her so she can do her audition for music school it's it's quite short it's 45 minutes each one is a little self-contained case so but there's also the story arc as well about the father and as we pick up here the son so I love it I'd love to see uh, Idris Elba do an English remake what do you think Hannah
0: I think I do think it's great I it's not one for me in that I (laughs) It's quite hard it's quite hard going. I think it you know often talk about this but you it's sort of you've got to really listen, you've got to really pay attention. And I did I I didn't really like it the first time around. And I said I didn't really like it just because I I didn't particularly like what it does, but not because I don't think it's brilliant. Because I think it is really good. But I do think you have to really concentrate the whole time. It's not something you need to sit down and watch it. It's not something you can have on in the background or sort of you know go in and out of. I don't know if you'd agree with that. You've got to be, you know, it's red I think it's intense is probably the word. But um no, I, I I do think it's good, and I can see why it is uh, Netflix' most uh, watched um, for, foreign series. I, I can absolutely, I can absolutely see why. And also, the men aren't too bad looking, are they?
1: You did hear a a trailer in English there, but when you watch it on Netflix, it's in French with English subtitles.
0: And that's can be quite hard going in itself sometimes, can't it?
1: It can be. We've come to that point that we always get to where you tell us. What you've been binging, so uh, what's on the agenda this week?
0: Well, we talked about this not long ago, didn't we? Breeders, Martin Freeman. So um, I had a little binge watch of breeders. And um, I, I, do quite, I do quite like the premise of breeders, although it's, it's really quite sinister in places. And, you know, they take it to another level. You know, I think we all sort of, you know, think we're bad parents on occasion and do things that we perhaps shouldn't do or say things we perhaps shouldn't say. But this takes it to a whole new level. So if you're ever feeling bad about yourself as a parent, check in and watch this.
1: Uh, as for me, well, I'm getting ready for the big summer of sport, of course. we have got the Euros, we've got the Tour de France, we've got Wimbledon. So I've been getting stuck into... i watched a lot of the Giro d'Italia, which is sort of one of the... I guess you could call it one of the warm-up events to the Tour de France. And also I've been watching the wonderful French Open tennis on the clay courts at Roland Garros. Now, we've just got time to take a look at what we'll be talking about next week. So what have we got lined up, Hannah?
0: Well, definitely one for me, certainly. Um, a young sea monster's magical rites of passage journey is brought to life in Disney Plus's dazzling animation, Luca.
1: And it's all leotards and leg warmers in Rose Byrne's new Apple TV comedy drama set in 1980 San Diego against the backdrop Of the aerobics craze. Yes, I was very much into that in my day. So we look forward to those. But in the meantime.